This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. In this episode, I visit with E.J. Marin of Nakizia, and we take a look at the issue of organizational design in the age of coronavirus. So as a compliance practitioner, what's the design of your compliance function? Does it need to change? And are there new risks associated with any change in organizational design? Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I have with me E.J. Marin. And E.J. works what I'm going to call in generally in HR, but maybe even more specifically in organizational design. So, E.J., first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Well, thank you, Tom. E.J., we have had the opportunity to do another podcast where you went into a little more detail about uh, the work you do and uh, the Handling Solution and Akesia. But what I wanted to ask you is, we're recording this in September of 2020, uh, what are some of the maybe two or three top questions you're getting from your clients that are really direct related to the COVID-19 crisis? And maybe what are some of the solutions you're giving uh, out as advice at this point in time? Yeah, I think the, the top one question is about how to do transformation faster. So how to be more agile, um, how to make decisions faster, better decisions faster and uh, making sure that you're considering all the factors as, as you make decisions. So it's all about speed. It's all about getting things uh, done in a continuous basis. So maybe workforce planning was done one once a year or twice a year. Um, with COVID, what happened is that this is done almost like every month or every week for some organizations. And um, the speed at of change has increased exponentially. So it's all about getting that agility um, and how to get that uh, without, again, drowning in Excel. That's that's the main point that I see these days, uh, the HR function drowning in Excel. One of the things that also strikes me is that of all the corporate functions that have been perhaps the most impacted by COVID, HR's got to be right up there at the top. And the conversations you're having with HR professionals who have a you know, professional background, a professional training in HR, um, doesn't seem to me that that is really uh, give the, given them all of the tools needed for this sort of rapid transformational change, if that's a fair assessment, and you can certainly disagree with it. How are uh, you helping HR professionals sort of make that mental shift to things are very different now and we need to change? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the HR has been the first responder for this COVID-19. Um, if there is any corporate function that uh, has been the first responder for this, is HR. 
Um, there, there are so many reasons for that, but it, the, the main thing is, of course, in the top of mind of every organization is the well-being um, of the of the employee. So that's the first thing, and the second thing is about you know maintaining the the, the business viable, right? Um, and making sure that you're adapting in a way that uh, you can not only survive the crisis, but what's coming next, right? How, how to prepare for the next wave uh, of, of things. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're, yeah, we're in September 2020. We're still, we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting to see some timelines for vaccines and all that. But still, the organization will have to navigate those, those changes or, or, or that wave uh, very carefully, and um, and again, it's all about keeping the well-being of the employee on the top of mind and making sure that any transformation that, that any organization does that can be sustainable at the end. And uh, it, it's 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 all about trying to make the best decision uh, with the with information that you have today. So, yeah. Yeah, I used to ask a question, something along the lines of uh, where do you think we'll be at the end of the year? But I'm afraid to say now I, I ask where do you think we might be in the summer of 2021 or perhaps even beyond in organizational design? Where do you see things out uh, from the next year? Will it just be an acceleration of trends that we've talked about already? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the HR function is changing uh now more than ever is is data driven so it's all about hr analytics and metrics and uh, again i think that came to stay um on the other side i mean the future of work what we also seen is uh, the acceleration of uh artificial intelligence for some type of work so there's some big experiments going on about uh, how to automate uh the, the workforce and so on so that's also happening at the same time so a year from now, we're going to see a complete new, I would say, workspace. Uh, there's still discussions about how we're going to come back, if we're going to go, go back to, to our locations, to our offices, to our workspace, um, how collaboration is going to happen. Uh, we know the advantage of remote work and working from home, but that also we're starting to see the limitations of that as well. Um, so all about collaboration, how to make that happen, how to include new technology, how to include more data, metrics, analytics, and all these things are happening. And we're creating these new capabilities uh, with the HR function, I would say, uh, to make sure that we are better uh, prepared to navigate this the ever-changing environment. So if I cannot predict what's going to happen at the end of the year, I think summer next year, that's just my best guess. With everything that you've talked about, there's a whole sort of regulations around data, data privacy that HR has to uh, be cognizant of and, and be aware of. Is that part of the conversations you're having with your clients as well? Yeah, and, and that's a very, very important point because at the end of the day, um, HR data or employee data needs to be used in an ethical way. And that, that, that's a concern that everybody has. And people don't want to be, uh, don't want to perceive that they, they're using their data against them. So it's, it is very important uh, to explain when you are, you are using HR data to the employee that there is a benefit for them. So they will get better uh, information, not only for themselves, but also for, for decision-making, better opportunities and so on. So you need to find that balance. And, and, and of course, 
our software is GDPR compliant. You, you can delete your data. Everybody owns their piece of data. There is privacy, uh, especially on the HR space. Um, but again, it's all about getting, giving value to the end user, which is the employee and the managers that are using this data um, to make better decisions. And they can really get a benefit after uh, sharing that piece of, of information that they have. EJ, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if listeners wanted more information on any of the solutions you've talked about or some of the great resources you guys have, uh, where could they go? Yeah, they can visit nakisa.com. That's our main webpage. You can search for Hanali. This is the organizational design uh, solution. And yeah, and uh, if you'd like to just drop me an, an email, ej.marin at nakisa.com, I'm be more than happy to, to engage and reply and start our conversation. EJ, as we move into, as I said, Q4 and perhaps even Q1 or two next year, I hope I might be able to call upon you uh, to see where we are in the COVID crisis then and what advice you might have around the HR function. I'd be more than glad to do it, yes. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This is the only B2B podcast which brings clear and sane information for both the compliance professional and the business executive. If I could ask you uh, to do one thing, if you could tell one person about this podcast, I'm trying to get the word out uh, about this most unique podcast in the compliance podcast network so if you could tell one person about it send them a copy send them a link do something uh, to help me publicize this podcast i would greatly appreciate it compliance and coronavirus is a production of the compliance podcast network and it appears tuesday wednesday and thursday of each week thanks again for listening and i hope you'll join me again for another episode This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.